So here's a report. I really wanted to give it to you the other day, but um, it cut out and I just couldn't get it. Um, so basically what I wrote in my blog and my phone today was that I believed that uh, this 5G technology <clears throat> can disrupt uh, the human body in such a way, uh, other people will probably explain it better than I, that uh, it simul simulates, simulates rather the same symptoms as COVID. And what happened in China was that uh, the frequencies were turned all the way up and the people all started getting these horrendous symptoms, which made them think that they had COVID. And then when they went to the hospital, they were actually given the vaccine that then did have the COVID inside. So uh, I was looking on the internet for proof to substantiate that before I posted it today. Uh, I think that this this lady uh, is going <coughs> to provide the receipts, uh, but I didn't get a chance to give it to you all today, but here's a piece of it. I will add more tomorrow. I hope everybody's on top of this, like white on rice, um, because I think that is one of the reasons why we feel like we have the symptoms and people think oh, we've got it. Like I've had friends be like, oh, I'm dying or whatever. And then, then they get better. And that's because I think they must be, I don't know, messing with the frequencies because it didn't make sense if you had it then you would just have it. It's not just that you're younger and, and you recovered. No, I think it has a lot to do with these frequencies. And then when I was looking it up, in a couple of places, they kept trying to tell you, oh, oh no, it's not correlated. Oh no, uh, no. They, they don't want us to know that it's, uh, it's the 5G. And if enough of us can be upset enough about it and put our foots down and people be scared where our foot is going to go, then they're going to have to stop this hoax before they really do unleash something. And whoever the hell did this, and we do know who did this, y'all, this is our last chance. That person needs to be seriously held responsible. And we need to be holding the people that you think are doing right and doing good. If they're doing so right and doing good, then this person should not be given interviews. This person should be uh, held accountable in front of all of the American people about what she, he is doing. And that's all I'm going to say for the moment. And I'll post uh, this little bit and I'll do a follow-up and we will have receipts on this tomorrow. We all better get our conviction up and we better fight for our lives because it's that serious. Time to wake up out of fairyland you right guys got to hear this. Well, my daughter got hired at the same hospital, you know, a while ago, and she's been waiting for her start date. Nobody called her in early to start work or start training or anything. So after we started calling around and trying to find out r real eyewitness accounts, what is happening in the hospitals and all of that, and we were shocked to find that it's the exact opposite of what we are being told by the governments and the mainstream media. Um, so we continued then, of course, everybody's doing it. Everybody's saying this doesn't make any sense. And so they're starting to question authority 
and find out for themselves. You know, we are the Does news now. Does not make any sense. If you want news, then go look at your hospital. It says the coronavirus response makes virtually no sense. New York City is not overrun with patients in the hospitals and waiting rooms. We have multiple videos that prove that. Similarly, across the country, medical staff is reporting being overstaffed with virtually no wait time. They're lying to us, everyone. They're lying. We have to wake up and, and do something. Go look at your hospital. Don't sit at home because they told you you're a prisoner in your home and all you can do is hear their news feed and their version of reality around you. You can step outside your house and look around and see if it's really happening. And that's what I want to show you. So I'm going to start with some clips of people all around the country who have experienced the same thing that I'm experiencing here, have questioned authority and went to see for themselves. And it's shocking because a lot of these clips are from New York hospitals. And especially, you know, Jason Goodman, he uh, with Crowdsource the Truth, he's been walking around New York for weeks filming stuff that contradicts what the mainstream media has been saying. And of course, as always, I will put all of those um, links below in the description box so you can go to their channels and subscribe or um, see the, the full footage because I can't put, he has days and days and days and hours and hours of footage. And I'll just show you a, a couple of minutes for fair use. Also, I'm going to show you some clips, you know, that are out there on Twitter. There's an actual campaign now, a hashtag movement to upload from all over this country, everybody, their local hospitals from outside. Now, you have to be careful. You can't go inside most places, but you can show, are there lines? Are the hospitals really overflowing? And are there mobile morgues and all of this, you know, that they're telling us? Is that the reality if we were allowed outside of our homes to take a look at reality for ourselves? As opposed to what the mainstream media is broadcasting, here's just a bunch of mainstream media about it. New York City patients lining up outside hospital for treatment, NBC News broadcasting, just mass hysteria. Coronavirus, medical workers rush to New York City as bed spaces fill up. New York City turns to makeshift morgues and hospitals during the COVID-19 pandemic. MSNBC, New York City hospital in apocalyptic situation. And you can see, right, they've got people standing all up and down for blocks, up and down, waiting to get in the hospitals, waiting to get testing at these tents. I'm going to show you the actual footage of those tents. I don't believe they even have a test. This is all propaganda. It's not really happening. We'll take a walk over this way. We're going to investigate this story that the Post has put out, uh, alleging that there is a morgue being built over at Bellevue. Bellevue. Let me me bring your attention to this. I don't know if you read the New York Post, but they had an article this morning which was talking about a makeshift morgue for coronavirus victims being set up outside a New York City hospital. They're talking about Bellevue. This article was written in part by a guy named Larry Salona, who also wrote a lot about Jeffrey Epstein, and I personally don't trust Larry Salona. Um... Oh, sorry. Now, wait a minute. It's one block further. It's behind. I think this glass part is a new part of it. So that's First Avenue. That's so the hospital right behind there. there. You can go right there. 
I don't think we want to go inside. Let's let's go around this side and see if we can see where this makeshift. I see the tent. I see the white tent right over the fence here. So we'll cross the street. It's hard to see through this this uh, I don't know what this is. This net, but there's a white tent in there. It's pretty open. It doesn't look like it would be sealed from germs or anything like that. And then, I mean, here's the front entrance of the hospital. Does it look to you like a medical emergency is happening here right now? Like on the scale of shutting down the nation? Hey, okay, here's an ambulance. Sorry. Just a reminder, before you, when you look at this footage, see, this is what the mainstream media is showing us, that people are just lined up outside the hospitals. They're just overflowing, and, and it's just terrible. So right. these are the actual images. This is from the Washington Post. And, of course, we know who owns the mainstream media. It's literally a handful of people on the earth who own all of it, all of it, not just the news networks, everything. doesn't matter if you're watching ESPN Sports or if you're watching the History Channel. You think you're watching all these different um, networks, but it's a handful of people. And I'm not going to rehash all of that right now. If you've watched my channel and my websites over the years, I've spent a ton of time showing all of the mergers, all of the financial acquisitions, all of it, their names, who these people are, they were all related. and how this all came to be one propaganda network. We perceive it as if we have choice, but what we really have is one centralized government, one voice, distributing their, their ideology their to us in our own language, whatever it is you're interested in. If you're just watching movies or if you're watching the History um, Channel or you're watching network. sports, it doesn't matter. You can watch ESPN, you're still going to get Bruce Jenner up there getting a courage reward for cutting his genitals off. So don't be deceived into thinking that if you watch any of this from their centralized government, their mainstream propaganda machine, the beast system, uh, that you aren't, don't be deceived into thinking you aren't being indoctrinated because you are. Okay, but anyway, we were just talking about the Washington Post and these crowds. Let's get back to the hospitals. So, of course, you don't have to be a super sleuth to figure out that billionaire Jeff Bezos of Amazon buys the Washington Post, and here's the Washington Post broadcasting mass hysteria as Amazon sells out of everything. People made a mad rush and sales have skyrocketed to say the least. It's a little more than just yelling fire in the theater. It's probably a crime. I don't know if they'll ever be held accountable for these crimes against humanity. I mean, they will eventually. There will be a judgment day. God is real, whether you believe it or not. You have to come to me. I'm nobody's messiah. I'm nobody's guru. I'm just a single mom from Illinois trying to get... Okay, so let's just stick to the facts. Um, I'm sorry. There's a lot of people with fever and cough, but we can't confirm. You can't, we don't do testing. Have you seen a lot? I mean, you're not wearing a mask. Um, you don't seem worried. This is my first day back, actually. What's that? This is my first day back. This is your first day back? Why did they wait until now to call you? Hasn't there been a huge... Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of other things going on right now. 
they're just trying to like keep up with the, the what kind of other things this is the biggest story in the world everybody's apparently according to the governor dying from a pandemic have you guys witnessed that you look like you're hanging out texting everything okay yeah are there no? There's, there's a lot of us. Out have there. you seen a lot of coronavirus patients? Sorry? Have you seen a lot of coronavirus patients? Probably. Not confirmed. But you're standing like two feet away from me. You're not wearing a mask. You guys aren't wearing rubber gloves. Well, when we get patients, we wear masks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything you guys can tell us? Where Where is this makeshift morgue that the New York Post said was set up outside of uh, Bellevue? But have you heard anything about a makeshift morgue? Don't you think EMTs would know about a makeshift morgue right over here? I'm sorry, I can't. No, it's okay. Thanks. Do you guys know anything about a makeshift morgue? The New York Post reports a makeshift morgue is being... You can tell me about it when you find out. But you haven't seen it, have you? Don't you think it's something that the EMTs Wait, would know about? What? Are you joking or are you being serious? I'm being serious. The New York Post had a story this morning that the uh, army was building a makeshift morgue outside of Bellevue Hospital. And have you seen hundreds of coronavirus patients? We've seen a lot. How do you know they have coronavirus? Well, we don't know for sure, but we bring them in. They have symptoms, we bring them in. Is the hospital busting out so yeah. much that they need to build a hospital on the West Side Highway in the in the Javits Center? I mean, that's what they say. You haven't been following it too closely. Huh? When we're not at work, we try to we try to. We try to oh, you think really that they'd know that? Got it. All right, you got a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah, Thanks for talking to me. I appreciate it. They don't know nothing about it. There's a crazy virus around. Don't you think it would increase people's likelihood to call an ambulance if they were, you know, coughing or had a sore throat, whereas normally you would probably not. Not to mention all of these, this mainstream footage of these patients in the hospitals, that's against HIPAA. You can't, the media can't go in and take footage of people in the hospitals. They're not busting in emergency rooms. I guarantee CNN or the morning show today is not busting in the emergency rooms, getting footage of COVID-19 patients covered in white sheets. This is a Hollywood production. It's called propaganda. So I'll start with a clip from uh, hospitals overfilled, media exposing the truth, or is this a simulation? Now you can see this video only has 900 views, but I want to give her kudos because she put together a nice little montage. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you. This topic, what is going on in our country? What is the future what does the future hold for our children in this nation and around the world? And good for her. That is what we should all be doing. It is our responsibility. Don't just let them herd us into re-education camps like every other communist country. We still have a glimmer of freedom to do this before they take us completely off. Censorship is rampant, but there will come a day where I won't be allowed to say what I'm saying to you right now second and of course that makes sense because they canceled all elective surgeries and and things like that so there's nothing there's not, there, the, the hospitals are laying people off while they're sending alerts into the homes of everybody making it sound like they're just they're just overwhelmed and overflowing in reality the hospitals are cutting people's hours they are filling out unemployment forms 
two completely different things between reality and what is being broadcast to us, not just through the media now, but through our own cell phones in our own homes. Brendan says the media and politicians are telling us to brace for the peak, but so far nobody can find video of Americans stacked up in hospitals being treated for coronavirus. So what the F are we actually bracing for? The moves seem oddly organized, mirroring a military operation. And that, I got to throw this in right here. Yeah, last night, my brother texts about 11 o'clock at night, a family text, are you guys okay? Because there were military helicopters, tons of them coming over his house so low and so loud that it woke him up out of a sound sleep, moving east. They were heading east. And people all over the country, you know, we're in like Southern Illinois, Kentucky area, but people all over the country are reporting the same thing. These military aircraft, planes, helicopters. Of course, we've got military ships off the coasts. It's a takeover, people. And you're all sitting there like idiots. Okay, so here's the part that I want to point out. During the first wave of the epidemic, its model projects the death toll will be 93,765, an increase of 14% from its model the previous day. So that's the, you know, that's the upgrade. That's just the first wave. Looking at the number of deaths through July. So the model that they're presenting to us doesn't say anything about April 30th, right? They're talking about through July. So think about that. Brace yourself for what's going on here. In the fall and winter, so then we have the summer, there's sunlight. This is the way the flu season always goes. It drops off the summer and then in the fall and winter, the virus is expected to reemerge and pose a significant threat once again. Of course it would. I mean, what, what do we hope to accomplish by locking in our homes? Say that when we come out of our homes, there's one person in the whole world who still has the coronavirus, then we're right back to where we were in November at, at patient zero, right? So just think about what they're saying here to our faces that of course, we're not going to completely eradicate the coronavirus before this fall. And yet we have elections coming up in November and we saw several states postponing elections uh, that's a USA Today article, not some brag mag. March 16th, you know, they had the primaries, all of the Democratic primaries were going, and several states postponed their elections, you know, for the safety of people. And, you know, now they're trying to find other ways to vote and absentee ballots and things like that. So the big question is, could the 2020 election be postponed? So we have to be able to think ahead, not just one minute to the next. We have to be able to look down the road and view all of the possibilities because they are, they are. Why do you think they're activating all of these troops? In fact, why is are the that troops what here, they people? were talking about? Was this planned so far ahead that all of this Antifa stuff, remember when they blocked the interstates and they say it begins November 4th. Was this what they you were really people talking wake about? Up and get you know how they do the predictive programming and everything? Is Did they know that this was what was planned? Now, long before this made headlines a few years back and everybody's like, oh, oof, nothing happened. Well, 
you know, you know who formed these parties, right? You know who financed all of this. And again, this is extremely compelling to me because here's in this other vision, you can see I'm wearing the same shirt. I recorded these the same day. I taught, and this is five years ago. This was long before Trump or before Antifa did that on the interstate or anything that the second part to the unrolling of these end time events that the Lord had shown me was that I called it an ISIS attack. And I've talked about this in a lot of videos because then nobody had heard of Antifa. And what I said was, go back and watch the video. It's only a five-minute video. It's dated right there. You can see I haven't changed it since, you know, Antifa has come to the forefront. But I say in there, they were these black-clad people who had their faces covered with black cloths like ISIS dresses. And that they had these blocks on the American highways and interstates. And I, re I say right in the video, you can see I'm not making this up, that I looked in the face of one of them. And the thing that the Lord was pointing out to me is that these were Americans. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand that in the dream. I just told what I had seen. All right, I'm going to bypass her dream. Thought uh... it. Russian plane with coronavirus medical gear lands in the U.S. So, you know, no more saber rattling those Russian planes that are buzzing Alaska and our coastlines. Nope. Now it's like, come on in when it's a medical emergency. Uh, but in my vision, if they were uh, prisoner of war camps at that point, we were being held against our will and being processed through these hospitals. Anyway, anyway, I'm doing it again. I'm getting off on a tangent. All of this is in the full. I'm trying to get to more stuff with the doctor. Uh, well, now you have time, so you might take a little time and look into some stuff. I'm going to try um, to switch it up in a second. I just want to reason with you. Please, just hear me out. And you can take it or leave it. But to me, it looks like we didn't need death panels and we didn't need legislation to legalize euthanasia and that type of thing. It looks like the population control cabal designed a biological weapon that eliminates the elderly and the infirm and that type of thing. There seems to be a target for this virus. That's what the facts seem to be presenting to us. It's population control. It's culling. They're culling their flock as if we are livestock, you know, they vaccinate us like livestock, they herd us like livestock, they socially engineer everything. And now they are and have been for a long time. But this is the most apparent they're culling. They're culling us. They are culling the population. So like we've talked about over the years when all of these intelligence agency whistleblowers have tried to come forward and tell us about these what they call nested projects, that it's never just one thing. So just because they released a bioweapon, the communists released a bioweapon, a eugenics or a euthanasia, genetically engineered bioweapon, doesn't mean that nothing else is going on. You know how they're always, don't let a crisis go to waste. Amidst that, they are setting up a martial law scenario around us. So that's why, that's the communist thing. Russian nested dolls, right? There's one inside the other, inside the other, inside the other. And that's how they say that these... One, not over 
Look at this. An engineer arrested for derailing a train near USNS Mercy claimed the ship is part of a government takeover. So they start demonizing us who want to question authority. And so that the masses, the normies, the people who believe everything they've been taught by the beast system since they were born into it, the, the ones who aren't awake yet. They, they look at this and they're like, oh, yeah, those people who are questioning authority, those people who don't believe the government, yeah, look what they're doing. They're a danger, danger, danger. They have to be taken care of. What we need is martial law. These, this needs to be stopped. Don't they know there's a virus? Oh, they're so... Oh, they burned it down. It was terrible. So that was what they used to justify to the masses. And they had a massive roundup. Night of long knives. They rounded up and arrested all of the dissenters. But as it turns oh, out, God. of course, oh, they burned down their own building. They did it. It was all a farce. All right, I'm going to try to get the doctor stuff on here. Mittable enemy. And it's not one another. Hey, folks. Here's your smoking gun. This is going to be spread wide and far. Little technical, so we'll break it down a little bit. This was March 5th, Potential 2020, published in the U.S. National Library of Medicine, the National Center for Biotechnology Information, uh, National Institute of Health, NIA, publishedmed.gov. All right, this is about as official as it gets. So this is from China. As the prevention, the objective as the prevention and control of COVID-19 continues to advance, the active nucleic, nucleic acid test screening in the close contacts of the patients has been carried out in many parts of China. However, the false positive rate, false positive, saying they're getting it when they're really not, of positive results in the screening has not been reported up till now. The results... When the infection rate of the close contacts and the sensitivity and specificity of reported results were taken as the point estimates, the positive predicted 80.33%. 8 out of 10 came back false positive saying you had it when you didn't. The multivariate probabilistic sensitivity analyst results supported the base findings with a 75% probability for the false positive rate of a positive results over 47%. Conclusions. In the close contacts of COVID-19 patients, nearly half or even more, half or even more of the asymptomatic infected individuals well, they're not infected if you're getting false positive. Asymptomatic means you're not showing it. Reported in the active nucleotic acid test screening might be false positives. 80%. 8 out of 10 false positives. Spread this wide. Spread it far. And if you don't think that's a problem, tell that to the Kentucky man who tested positive and then was held Total martial law, police state, an innocent man. They parked police cars in front of his home to hold him hostage in his own home. And he was saying, I'm not sick. The test must be wrong. You know, can I get a second test, a second opinion? And they're like, no, there's not enough tests to go around. Too bad. It doesn't matter. These tests that are completely inaccurate, say you have it. And they held him hostage at gunpoint. So uh, you, if it, you don't think it matters, no, hey, maybe that's why. But mm. no, 
this proves right here he was able because he was so tiny to get a second opinion to get a second uh test done and it came back negative it proves the false positive these tests are massively producing false positives so when you hear these things like we heard just today oh it skyrocketed a million new cases overnight all that means is there are more test kits available it doesn't mean that there are that many more people positive because 80 percent according to the medical publications.gov they themselves say 80 percent of these tests are coming back false positive okay so i do want to close on an encouraging note yes okay let me just do one more thing uh this That's is really important to get this one here we go uh this is a doctor it's ending. that's that's you got to just hear him say it we're seen before in treating these patients i have witnessed medical phenomenon that just don't make sense in the context of treating a disease that is supposed to be a viral pneumonia Nine days ago, I presumed I was opening an intensive care unit to treat patients with a virus causing a pneumonia that was ravaging lungs across the world, starting out as something mild, a uh, cough, a sore throat, and progressively increasing in severity until ultimately ending in something called acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS. This is the paradigm that every hospital in the country is working under. This is the disease, ARDS, that every hospital is preparing to treat. And this is the disease, ARDS, for which in the next two to six weeks, 100,000 Americans might be put on a ventilator. And yet, everything I've seen in the last nine days, all the things that just don't make sense, the patients I'm seeing in front of me, the lungs I'm trying to improve, have led me to believe that COVID-19 is not this disease and that we are operating under a medical paradigm that is untrue. In short, I believe we are treating the wrong disease, and I fear that this misguided treatment will lead to a tremendous amount of harm to a great number of people in a very short time. As New York City appears to be about 10 days ahead of the country, I feel compelled to get this information out. COVID-19 lung disease, as far as I can see, is not a pneumonia and should not be treated as one. Rather, it appears as if some kind of viral, it appears as some kind of viral-induced disease, most resembling high-altitude sickness. It is as if tens of thousands of my fellow New Yorkers are on a plane at 30,000 feet and the cabin pressure is slowly being let out. These patients are slowly being starved of oxygen. I have seen patients dependent on oxygen take off their oxygen and quickly progress through a state of anxiety and emotional distress and eventually get blue in the face. And while they look like patients absolutely on the brink of death, they do not look like patients dying of pneumonia. I have never been a mountain climber, and I do not know the conditions at base camp below the highest peaks in the world, uh, but I suspect that the patients I'm seeing in front of me uh, look most like uh, as if a person was dropped off on the top of Mount Everest without time to acclimate. Uh, I don't know the final answer of this disease, but I'm quite sure that a ventilator is not it. Uh, that is not to say that we don't need ventilators. We absolutely need them. Uh, they are the only way at this time that we're able to give a little more oxygen to patients who need it. Uh, but when we treat people with ARDS, uh, we typically use ventilators uh, to treat what's called respiratory failure. Uh, that is, uh, we use the ventilator to do the work that the patient's muscles can no longer do because they're too tired to do it. These patients' muscles work fine. 
I fear that we are I fear that if we are using a false paradigm to treat a new disease, uh, that the method that we program the ventilator, one based on a notion of respiratory failure as opposed to oxygen failure, that this method, and there are a great many number of methods we can use with the ventilator, but this method being widely adopted at this very moment in every hospital in the country, which aims to increase pressure on the lungs in order to open them up, is actually doing more harm than good. And that the pressure we are providing... Uh, that we are providing to lungs, we may be providing to lungs that cannot stand it, that cannot take it, and that the ARDS that we are seeing, that the whole world is seeing, may be nothing more than lung injury caused by the ventilator. Now, I don't know the final answer to this disease. Uh, I do sense that we will have to use ventilators. Uh, we will have to use a great many number of ventilators, and we need a great many number of ventilators, but I sense that we can use them in a much safer way. Uh, in a much safer method. Uh, that safer method challenges long-held dogmatic beliefs within the medical community and among lung specialists, which will not be easy to overcome. But I really believe uh, that they must be overcome. Uh, there are hundreds of thousands of lungs in this country at risk, and, and the time to overcome them is now. Uh, I'm confident that if those of us that work bedside with these patients those of us who are witnessing the things that we have never seen before, despite the many years we have worked and the thousands of patients and diseases we have seen, if we can effectively communicate this to all those that are so important but who are not bedside, the researchers, the administrators, uh, those who procure our resources and make our protocols, the politicians, our own governments, uh, if we are able to convince them that this is a disease that is different than anything we have ever seen, I am confident that an answer can be found, uh, that effective treatment can be discovered, and that a plan to disseminate that treatment can be rapidly deployed, uh, and that tens of thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of lives and lungs will be protected. The time for this is now. We are staring into a future in which a great many of our fellow Americans are going to suffer. We, we are all involved in this future. Uh, so I urge you, for those of us, for, for if you are out there, for those who work bedside, I urge you to speak up. Uh, we can, we can change this. I thank you all for listening. Please spread the message and stay safe. In light of this important message of this doctor, who I want to add has nothing to gain at all by giving you this, unlike the plethora of people on the news like Bill Gates who have a lot to gain by you taking his advice. This man has nothing to gain and everything to lose. But I'd like to make a few comments, and please take my comments with a grain of salt. Don't believe anything I say. Do your own research. But I'd like to point out here that in my video on 60 gigahertz FIVEG, I roughly explained how the uptake of oxygen to hemoglobin can be potentially interfered with electromagnetically. Since releasing that video, I have had further confirmation by a molecular scientist specializing in oxygen. I'll show that later. But I showed how it's well known that 60 gigahertz FIVEG is absorbed by oxygen. I showed you footage of how the heads of telecom admit under oath there have been no industry-sponsored safety testing of these frequencies that they are saying they will release in an expedited manner. No safety testing on humans, no safety testing on the environment. In the video, I also begged that we need further testing to be done before we continue to unleash these frequencies on the world. That video was subsequently removed by YouTube. 
Now this doctor admits this, whatever this is that he's seeing coming into his ICU is unlike anything he has ever seen before. He says he has witnessed medical phenomena that don't make sense in the context of treating a disease that's supposed to be a viral pneumonia. The thing that they're telling you all over the media that this is without a doubt. He describes that the paradigm that they are told that they would be treating is ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome. And quote, yet everything I've seen in the last nine days, all of the things that just don't make sense, the patients I'm seeing in front of me, the lungs I'm trying to improve have led me to believe that this COV-19 is not this disease. He's saying it's not behaving as a viral pneumonia. He says, and that we are operating under a medical paradigm that is untrue. And he adds that he fears that this misguided treatment will lead to a tremendous amount of harm to a great number of people in a very short period of time. Are you listening? He's calling this oxygen failure. And he's admitting that whatever this is can be exacerbated by the use of ventilators itself. You heard him say it, not me. That as far as he can see it, it is not acting as a pneumonia and it should not be treated as one. Again, head doctor in ICU in New York City is saying this, not me. I have no medical advice on this topic. I'm simply asking, can we confirm if 60 gigahertz frequency has actually been unleashed in New York City? Are there any whistleblowers out there who install small cell towers who have seen the frequencies listed on the side come to me and let me know where they've installed this stuff so we can start to gather this kind of information? Can we start to consider that just perhaps, just maybe, this thing is not what we are being told? Thanks for listening. God bless you. I love you. And I hope to talk to you again very soon. Very sad. You're interested in celebrity garbage, but can't hear this. Oh, well, I tried. No one. No one. No one's listening. Across two lands, Bangladesh and Bengal, which is in India. I looked up Bengali hip hop because I wanted to see if, you know, catch up with, with my people on the other side of the world because I'm really not connected to my cultures. You may be able to pick up from my, my accent and my way of speaking. But I got love for my people. And so I'm looking up Bengali hip hop. I started with Indian hip hop, as you know, that's going to be like that Bollywood stuff. It was real light and fluffy. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't that good to me. But I found this. And I just want y'all to see it. I ain't saying it's the best music you're going to hear. This shit might surprise you. And at the very least, it's going to show you the influence of black culture, hip-hop culture, and hood culture all over the whole planet.
And they and as you've seen, if you're reading this, they respect some of the, the righteous mentality of being. So actually, I tried to broadcast this the other day unsuccessfully, but I did get the gist of it and I did write it in my phone. I don't know if people are paying attention. She's somebody got it on here. So maybe somebody did. This is very important for us to hear. Network will cover every corner of the city and be available at an affordable price. I might download so the link and copy it. And your post couldn't be shared because this link goes against our community. Furthermore, their hospital have been supercharged with this most of all. FIVEG or 60 gigahertz frequencies. Yes, here you can see Huawei, CH, biggest telecom provider, is attempting to show their philanthropy by donating FIVEG equipment to that. Everybody heard about the hospital that went up in six days, right? Did you hear that they donated the equipment? Again, hopefully, y'all come back. Non stop news feeds pushing out the fear, the V I R U S coverage. And while it could be true, like I posted in my last video of leaked footage, that CH is under reporting these numbers. What they are not telling you, and they will not tell you, are legitimate reports on the road of exactly what symptoms these people are experiencing, because then you too can start to put it together. But also, you're not going to see any correlation of the timing of this outbreak to the release of the 60 gigahertz frequency. So, we know that 60 gigahertz has been released all across China because, like America, they too have decided to make that specific millimeter wave unlicensed. Why does that matter? Just like the FCC allocated 2.4 gigahertz to be unlicensed, which is why all your Wi-Fi routers, your landline cordless phone, even your baby monitors are running on 2.4 gigahertz microwaves. Because the companies that make products that run on microwaves, they don't want to pay a separate license fee to use it. And so what people don't know is that the FCC didn't just randomly pick 2.4 gigahertz. In fact, it was selected by this entity right here. Look at your screen to see it because I'm not going to say it. Raytheon. Right. These guys were responsible for its selection. Do you know what other products they make? No. Mm -hmm. Now, this 2.4 is a frequency to known to cause these problems. I won't go into now. But my point is, in the same vein, 60 gigahertz is also selected to be the next unlicensed frequency. And so we, the people, will be bombarded with it. That means to me, we need to know what it does. What does it do? Go. Well, not surprisingly, that's also something you have to dig very deep for. So just for just a second, can we just all ponder for a moment that every single one of us, by the time we we're in junior high, learned and were tested on the work of Louis Pasteur, right? Mm -hmm. But none of us learned about Nikola Tesla in school, did we? Mm -mm. No. Who is Nikola Tesla, you asked? You may know about good old Elon Musk and his car, but do you know who the actual Tesla was? Oh, only the inventor of the AC current. Yeah, that stuff coming out of the socket in your wall that powers everything in your house. Mm -hmm. He invented x-rays. He invented radio. Yes, he did four years before Marconi. He invented the remote control. Let's just have a moment of silence for that invention alone. I mean, he back-engineered it. He invented the laser. He invented the electric motor. The 
list goes on and on. He was even responsible for bringing us wireless communication, which I feel pretty sure he would not be wanting to be used against us as it is all now. But considering he died alone, penniless, in a hotel room right before his work was confiscated, none of this is terribly surprising. My point is, we are being educated on the forms of science that they want us to consider valid while keeping our education limited on those forms of science that may expose what they're trying to accomplish. We have PhD level biological and chemical scientists coming out of our ears that there is no such thing as a PhD in magnetobiology. Hmm. What's magnetobiology? Exactly. It's the study of how electromagnetic Magnetism. fields, like 2.4 and 60 gig, have impacts on the human body and all biology in general, like bees, you know, key to our food chain. Wouldn't you think that the study of the very fields that have been exponentially increased upon all of us would be something that these groups would be funding? You would think, but they're not. Anyway, I digress. So, the impacts of 60 gigahertz are not widely published information, but here's what I can tell you. And it's in part, ironically, from the promotional material of the big telecom companies themselves. Here it says, 60 gigahertz has a very distinct impact on none other than oxygen itself. Yes. Here are the articles released by companies who are touting the benefits of 60. I guess they cut that off. Got as much as I could. So if you or someone that you know isn't feeling well uh, because of these 5G frequencies uh, and you are in your home, um, let's all do an experiment. I just turned it off to see if my dad would feel better and to see if I would feel better. And I cut the internet off and I feel better. Um, so if you have a sick person at home, an elderly person, cut the internet off, close the door. Uh, your home, depending on if you have an older home, you actually might be more protected than people in a newer home. If you cut that Wi-Fi off, cut it off in your house. Uh, if you can get your hands on uh, uh, a blanket that protects you from radiation, like an x-ray thing or a Faraday, whatever it is, you never know what people could get their hands on, get it and use it. And that I think will help uh, somebody that is older tremendously. Any kind of, uh, I'm thinking, you know, what you wear in the dentist office, the x-ray, uh, it's like a thing that protects you from the radiation. Try it. If somebody has that, do an experiment. And I bet you it'll make a huge difference. So I'm going through all this electromagnetic stuff. I suggest anybody that is scientifically minded that you get on it. Uh, I still don't know why doctors are not looking at um, what could be done, even though we know we cut off the 5G, everything will be much better. Um, stopping the body from having the overreaction. If we could figure that out, that's just another way of going at it. <laughs> because then you stop the body from producing the phlegm that causes the restriction. Uh, so what could stop it from having that, what it's doing now? 
with the, the replication process? Um, how could we bypass um, their frequencies uh, all the different ways? We all can think about this. Everybody can, and we need to get on it. To Catherine areas, and the question is, you know, right now it's going on covertly, and you know, I think the covert war has gotten pretty hot in certain respects. Um, the danger is it goes to something overt. Now, it's unlikely that the U.S. and China would go to war in the first blush. It's going to be through proxies. But essentially what Venezuela and, and uh, Iran is, it's a proxy. Remember, China's trying to build out the Silk Road, and that's a land empire that goes from China and a rising Asia to the wealthiest consumer market in the world, the European Union. And if you build the land empire and cut the Anglo-American alliance out, then you've dramatically shifted the balance of power globally. And so it's the land empire in Eurasia, which is sort of war domain number one. It's been covert. That's part of what's been going on with Iran and Ukraine. The second war domain is space. You know, so who's going to be dominant in space? And then the third sort of war um, fighting space is digital systems. And that's what the 5G uh, back and forth between the president and the Chinese and the Huawei fight is about. So the question is, who's going to control the back door? Who's going to control the one-way mirror into all of our data and lives? And with Who controls it already? Remember, that's your answer. Technology. 5G was invented by the Israelis and the Americans for crowd control. Hmm. And of course, one of my big questions is, is part of what's being attributed to a coronavirus literally, are we watching people be poisoned or targeted by 5G? Yes. You know, there's a phenomenon in the United States called targeted individuals and Europe too, targeted individuals. People are being electronically harassed and even assassinated electronically. Um, and the question is, is that part of what's in play here? Was it part of what's in play with Wuhan? Because we know China had a real problem with people in Wuhan um, protesting the pollution. Wuhan <coughs> is one of the most polluted cities in the world. Wow, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you look at the pollution, plus China just mandated vaccines, <coughs> and then you look at 5G, there, I, you know, one of my questions or series of questions is, are we looking at the interaction between some of the nanoparticles and heavy metals and vaccines with 5G, with the pollution? You're talking about an enormous cocktail of toxicity, which is certainly capable, I believe, of killing people. I want to move, uh, uh, who knows? And then the other thing is we just... We so better start people knowing people real fast. You can see enough to where people like you can say... Well, but he, here was the thing, because, you know, Greg, I watch the financial patterns... If you look at where things were at the end of 2019, the dollar was in real trouble. And then all of a sudden, Wuhan happens. And actually, the Chinese lockdown started in November. And it's a miracle. It's, it completely shifted the, you know, the flows in the financial markets. And suddenly, the dollar is stronger than ever. And treasuries are stronger than ever. Even was, though they're sub-1%. It was a miracle. It was a coincidence, a coincidental miracle. Even though the treasuries are sub-1% now. I mean, it's like, what, 0. 0.6 or 0. 
remaining governmental structure. You're going to do a cut and run and let it implode. So you don't need the extortion racket of Epstein with the, the you know his pedophile islands and cameras in every room and you know all that. Uh, you don't need the global charity fraud of the Clinton Foundation. So, so I which think was started you know, incidentally. I, this is why you know about this. People don't realize this. You, know, you were assistant secretary of HUD, and so this is something you know about because you managed a big portfolio. And you said the Clinton Foundation got started with basically HUD money. That's my guess. Now, I can't prove That's that. That's a pretty good guess for somebody who was assistant uh, housing secretary. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that the initial capitalization of the Clinton Foundation came out of the money disappearing from HUD uh, under Secretary Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> and she laughs again. Uh, yes, there's no coincidence. Well, you know, it's so, it's so funny. It, you have no idea how funny it is. Here's a guy who engineered the housing bubble. Then he engineered the missing money from HUD. Helped. And now I have New Yorkers telling me, oh, wouldn't he make a great president? It's like, you know, it's like the men in black have a neuralizer and they're <laughs> I mean, it's outrageous. He's incompetent. I mean, he's incompetent in terms of actually helping people. He's very competent in stealing money, apparently, and hiding money and, uh, you know, being a politician. Oh, it was really funny. You know, his brother supposedly has the COVID-19 and uh, published, there was an article in the New York Post where Chris Cuomo was talking about how he'd suffered all night long and had hallucinations and ran a fever of 103. So I, I tweeted it out and said, uh, you know, Chris Cuomo lives on Park Avenue. I don't feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for all the people thanks to the Cuomo policies that are homeless tonight in New York. I mean, it's awful. I mean, and so you you think that we're getting a dress rehearsal for control, some type of war. This is way more than this because it's a hoax. I mean, the hospital ship. Well, let's step three back. people on it in New York. Three let's people. step back and look at where the dollar syndicate wants to go. So the important thing to understand, Greg, about where many of them, it's not everybody, but where many of them would like to go, they want to end currency. Paper so currency, folding, right money now clips. we have a currency system. Yeah. You put a dollar in your pocket. I put a dollar in my pocket. Your dollar and my dollar have the same value because they function in a market. It may be rigged. It may be influenced. It may be manipulated. But um, we can put a dollar in our pocket and walk away and trade it without going through a digital mechanism. If you move to crypto, and I, I just want to really underscore this, crypto is not a currency. It's a control system. So you move to a crypto and you're on the company system and you have a credit at the company store. And if you have a crypto and I have a crypto, your crypto can be arbitrarily taken away or changed in value if you don't behave. It's not a currency. It's a credit at the company store. And it's one that is not, it, that is not your asset. That is a credit at the company store. It's an asset of the company, and they can take it away or change its value like that. Now, if if you look at the current currency, it's on a petrodollar standard. You know, so it used to be on a gold standard. And it, it went to being on a petrodollar standard after Nixon, after the Nixon shock broke the, the gold standard. Now they're talking about a credit system on the company store. It will have as its collateral a human being. 
so you see Bill Gates come out with tech um, with ID 2020. So every human being has a biometric ID, and that can be tied with the currency system. We can talk about how that may or may not happen. But they're talking about changing from an oil standard to human standard, and where I come from, we call that slavery. So, so where the dollar syndicate wants to go is is what you and I know as Christians is mark of the beast. This is moving into a mark of the beast system, which is not a currency system; it's a control system. So it's the end of currencies is what they're proposing. In some way, shape, or form, we don't know exactly what's going to look like, but that's what they're working. Well, if you, if you look at the planning and the design and the competition, it's fluid right now. You know, there's competition over what the design will be. It was very interesting. I won't bore you with all the details, but I had an incredible experience in Denmark a year ago, and I was trying to figure out what's going on in Denmark. Um, they had uh, one of the tech firms in Denmark was being paid by the U.S. Navy to come up with a chip that could be implanted in the human body that would integrate with Ripple. So Ripple is a crypto, and uh, it's one that's gotten a lot of promotion from the American establishment, in my experience, just my impression. So why is the U.S. Navy paying a, 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 a Danish tech company to come up with an implantable chip that will integrate with Ripple? Exactly. The um, you're telling me that all these small businesses have crashed and now they're going to loan them money. And you said this in the pre-interview, and you, you just said, "Wow, what a what a extortion racket! What a what a, a money uh, you know what what a, uh, a loan sharking operation!" Could you explain what's going on with okay. all these small businesses? So, I mean, so we have the labor market's ten million people. When I, worked, when I worked in the Bush administration. One of the things I got an incredible education is, is the extent to which a government contractor loan allows the government in terms of audit enforcement and regulation to really get deeply in your business. Okay. So, um, so if you do a, you know, if you do a deal, it's like doing a deal with the sheriff of Nottingham. Um, you know, you give them a real avenue into all your data, all your knowledge, um, and the ability to run up a hell of a lot of compliance and accounting fees. I, you know, having litigated with the federal government over one contract for 11 years, it's, it took me 36,000 free hours, unpaid hours, and $6 million. So anyway, but, but so I'm watching millions of small business and, and proprietorships all over the country being shut down by the new travel and quarantine restrictions. And as that happened in the stimulus bill, so, so, so you see the Fed and Wall Street helping hedge funds out, you know, in very short notice. What do they offer to all the small businesses being shut down on Main Street? They offer loans. Well, the small businesses on Main Street don't need loans. They need profits, right? Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. They need so they offer loans. Well, then the terms, I get an email yesterday from somebody proposing – belong to me. Well, I got two emails. One was from somebody encouraging investment advisors to promote the loans. And apparently they're offering the banks to do it one to 5% fees. So if you borrow a quarter of a million dollars on a small SBA loan, 
the bank gets a 5% fee. Are you ready for this? Guess what the interest rate they were offering? Five and three quarters percent. So, so the New York Fed member banks can borrow at the Fed window for zero or you know one to zero percent. But and but so they can borrow using my federal credit at at one to zero percent. But then they lend me my own money at five and three quarters percent and get a five percent fee. Is that not amazing? Well, we're allowing it. <laughs> Now, it gets even fraud of the stimulus. I borrow a quarter of a million dollar loan from my federal credit that I'm liable for when the federal government is missing um, $21 trillion, which works out to $65,000 a person. So if you're a small business guy with a family of four, you know, that's a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. You know, why shouldn't the government just give you your quarter of a million dollars back? Yeah, 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 because they stole it. Right. And, this, so and, and just so people know, the missing money. The missing money, we're, we're handing out pure equity gifts to insiders, and God knows what's going on in the back door of the BlackRock Fed portfolio. So so you're handing out gifts or uh, zero-interest loans to the insiders, and you're giving them – you're also giving them insider information. I don't know if you saw – after the all the the um, uh, you know the the members of Congress got the briefing about the lockdown that was coming, uh, Pelosi and her husband apparently bought five million dollars of Amazon stock and have made a fortune on it. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It really well, is quite unbelievable. I mean, they're they're going after the the senators sold their stocks, but the people that bought, like Pelosi, you know, where, where how much did Amazon stock go up? It's Amazon is going to benefit tremendously from the centralization of purchases. So here's the thing, Greg. Um, you know, the leadership has a very tricky job of, or, or the dollar syndicate, I'll say, has a very tricky job of competing globally um, on the global stage vis-a-vis -vis the de-dollarizers. And that's very sensitive. It couldn't it could turn dangerous, it could turn hot. It's a very dangerous situation. So it's not an easy job if you're the president of his team managing that. That's number one. But in the meantime, whatever happens on the global stage, it means the days of the subsidy that kept the game going inside America is over. So the question is, how do you radically reduce the financial footprint in a way that stops inflation from going wild you know, how do you how do you how do you take the subsidy away from the American middle class without a major civil war? So there are two dances going on. One is the global competition dance, and then the other is lowering the expectations of the population. You know, in the 1990s, if you read my Dylan Reed uh, online book, I explained there was a group of us who were saying. With globalization coming, it's going to wipe out the middle class. We need the middle class to improve their skills, pay down their debt, and jump the curve so they don't get wiped by this. And that was our proposal. The decision was made to reject that instead, blow bubbles. And so what we did is we did the China trade and we blew bubbles. And everybody in America said, fine, we'll go along. Well, this is the price. You've borrowed from the future, and now it's over. But 
again, they have two dances. How do you work out the global competition? And while you're working out that model, how do you how do you let the the footprint in America drop in a way that stops inflation from taking off? And what they apparently have decided to do is basically roll up all the small business income and pull it into the big guys and and bankrupt the country. Oh, God. Um. Well, you know, let me just say that's their plan. There are other opportunities. And let, let me tell you the good news on this. If you look at the technology that is available to be rolled out over the next 10 years, you know, whether it's life extension technology or breakthrough energy, we're talking about incredible wealth that can be created by new technology. And the real argument here is, you know, not are, not are, are we or do we need to descend into poverty? But the question is, you know, they want the money to pay for building out space. And you have a lot of baby boomers who want the money for retirement. And there's a real tension between the black budget boys and the retirement you know, the retirement of promises to the boomers. And, you know, there's a tug of war about that. The missing money is at the heart of that tug of war. But uh, there's there's plenty of reason for a very positive economic future if you can get the governance and the culture to play win-win. I mean, right now, we're stuck in a win-lose relationship increasingly with China and the emerging markets, and then we're stuck in a win-lose relationship between the leadership and ourselves. But if you look at the fundamental economics, there is a way to go win-win. The problem our leadership has is there's no way to get to win-win without becoming transparent. And you have an entire model of people who are totally addicted to secrecy, and the last thing they want to do is expose all the criminal liabilities that will come out if transparency occurs. So the swamp does not want to go transparent, let alone get into a win-win position because they may no longer control. If you stay secret and keep everybody dumbed down, you can, you can keep in control. The problem is if you're going to compete on the global stage, it would be good to have your general population behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is this, is this a win-lose situation why people smell something? They don't know exactly what's wrong, but they know something's wrong. They're going to the gun stores uh, in record numbers. Uh, record numbers of guns are being sold. They're trying to tamp that down in states like New York and New Jersey and, I don't know, Illinois and, you know, the real blue states, California. They're trying to tamp that down. Try to have sheriffs come out and say, we're going to stop gun sales during this COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic hoax. And, uh, but, uh, and I, I just want to say three cheers for the L.A. gun stores who refused to shut down. The, the sheriff finally had to reverse it and say, okay, you can stay open. Well, because it was a constitutional issue, he does He's not the king. He's not King Tut. He's the sheriff. You don't get to go and say, "Okay, I, I'm the sheriff. I'm going to take We've got to wake it up, and we've got to call these people to account. I am now convinced more than ever that my dad is being uh, targeted. My dad is being targeted. Okay, <laughs> and they targeted me in the past. This is a weapon. They're using a frequency weapon. They're turning up 5G and they're turning it on individuals. That's what's going on. It didn't have time. It didn't have time to spread in the way that they said that it spread from China. It did not. 
This is a money grab. They want to destroy the economy and then they own everything. They control everything. It was planned. Now, the question is, I'm not a military general. I'm not, uh, I don't work for the government. The question is, now that we know that they're abusing 5G and they were going to trick us into the vaccines while they steal the money, how can we stop them? The minds that know have got to say something. This is it, people, because they're going to be able to, to just pluck people off. The whole public has to be behind calling out uh, the emperor has no clothes. We have to do it. All these MSM, they are colluding, okay? And we've got, they're just going to see if the whole world is just going to go along with it. But if everybody is too angry to let them go get away with it, then they lose. We have to stop them. Let's start talking about what we can do to make them turn off the 5G. And we've got to be able to prove with receipts exactly that it is 5G doing it and it's not a virus. And I believe that that is the case.